Okay. Um, welcome, everybody. My liver was shot. Uh, I had, and then I found out like four or five days later, we got the diagnosis that I have Nash disease, um, which is just liver, late stage liver disease. Um, Non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. Yeah, see, hepatitis. This is why I'm a bad patient, and I'm glad I have. We found out I had Nash, and also we had uh, stage four cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, at that point, we were basically told at some point. Uh, my liver is going to go completely south and what's called decompensation. And I am, <coughs> oh shit, big hit there, right. baby. And I'm going to some, at some point need a liver transplant, probably in the not so distant future. Uh, and so obviously when that happened, that kind of hit me pretty hard. Uh, but no, that hit me pretty hard. I think, I mean, it still hits me pretty hard, right? I think we could agree upon that. Like <coughs> yeah. depression is like it at moment sucks. Uh, and then, um, top it off, we just recently found out that I have congestive heart failure that we're trying to, like, take care of. Um, so there's a lot going on. And with that, like, obviously, I have been thinking a lot about my life and my connections with people like my daughter, Kaylee, um, and even my son. Uh, for Trevor, it's a lot of this. I want him to have, a, like, a whole background of me because i mean yeah he's heard stories but like he really knows me from when i came into his life to now so he doesn't have like you know the whole backstory and then honestly just for anyone else like the people i love in my life i will probably get copies of this as you know whenever i do pass it's kind of something i want to do but i just wanted like a something out there saying this is who i was this was my life like complete like honestly there'll probably be some surprises on here because i'm sure i've bullshitted my way through some things in the past and you know because i wanted to fit in or i wanted to be you know cool or be able to whatever so this is going to be like a complete unfiltered no bullshit uh this is who i was this is who i am and you know kaylee i hope that if you listen to this that you know that i love you and i hope that uh, before you get to listen to this, that we've actually reconnected and uh, are building some kind of relationship. That stuff tastes way better than the last stuff. <clears throat> or I'm just getting better at it. Or both. But also, oh, sorry guys. same thing for Trevor. Like, I want, like, distance to be something that I have for them. So this first one will probably be a little longer because we're just kind of trying to try to figure out. We'll go over, like, one or two subjects. Um, what, what we did is actually how let me go back a little bit, how this kind of got idea popped in was Kim's dad who she lost 2010. So a couple years before we met, um, but I've heard everything I hear about this guy's is legendary. <laughs> uh, it's, he, he left a big shadow for any man to fill, I think in, in his girl's lives. Um, but he wrote, basically he did this. He did like a, this is who I am. And I think it's based off something called Dad, Tell Me Your Story. Well, the funny thing is it actually came as a gift from Ken, who is my oldest brother. And he is the least emotional of all of us. And when my dad got diagnosed, Ken uh, presented him with the book idea to help occupy his time and distract him from some of the things he's had going on, but also to get his story recorded. So... No, and I think Ken's more emotional than he lets out. Like, I've, I've noticed that about him in the last couple of years. I just see a little. 
And it's nothing specific. It's just I noticed that he is a sentimental guy. Like, his little walks around the neighborhood yep. when he comes home. Like, he's a sentimental dude. He's just not probably the best at showing it. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I didn't want I don't think I want to start from, first off, Kim will hopefully be here for most of these, but also I'm going to bring other people in. And what their role is, is obviously to give me someone to talk to for, you know, so I'm not just, because I'm not good at rambling by myself, even though some people would disagree. Uh, but also like just to pull stuff out that I wouldn't even think to ask, you know? So I'm at, you know, I'm asking Kim and whoever else comes on here with me, just kind of help dig into these things. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know where you want to start. We don't want to start at the beginning, like with my age and birthday, right? I think I can do that by myself at some point. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it, it takes a lot of deepness to know that stuff. Um, I will say that when we start recording this right now, I am 42. And we're just before Christmas 2021, so obviously we've been through the pandemic and all that shit. So it's been crazy. Um, where do you think we should jump in? This was, I mean, you got your dad's book right there. You think we should? So I could start with, I could I could look for a question for my dad's book. Or if you want, I could just throw you a question and just see where okay, we go. Let's do that. Okay. If you could go back to any age and start over from that point, where would it be? Or, you know, if you could go back to any age, why? What age and why? That is a good question. I, I think about this probably more than, like, it's probably an unhealthy amount because I know you can't do it over. But, like, as we're living through life and we're dealing with shit now, like, obviously I go back and think of, oh, like, I wish I would have started living life a little differently at this point or this point or, you know. So that's, this is a... Not something I don't think about. Right offhand, like, if I'm thinking, I go about, like, I, I think about finances, right? I think about how I didn't understand the value of money and this when, when, when I was younger and how that those decisions have affected me now and how, like, where we're at financially, which we may not be, like, we're not homeless. Like we're not poor. I hate. I don't. I don't even want to say that because like our bills all got paid this month. And we're not like freaking out about it. But we don't have a ton of cash, right? We're not like we don't have a big, huge, festive Christmas going on. I mean, for the most part, we live pretty much paycheck to paycheck. A little, a little more wiggle room than that, but not much. Yeah. So that's kind of where my mind that's goes. Like, that's the one thing I would want to change, and it sucks because, right? Like, I have. To, I also think of, hold on one second, I'm going to take a little drink of stuff. Stuff. Oh. Sweet tea. Nothing scandalous. Oh, it may be scandalous. You don't know there's not rum in there. Yeah, you do, because you'd kill me. How mad would you be if there was rum in there? I or would, would you be more hurt? That's fair. And your responsibility. That's fair. Like, I can't, I can't make it happen. Any more than I can stop it from happening. You can just support me. Which, by the way, you do, like, you're a fucking superstar. Uh, So, I think, I go back to when I got my first car. I think that, because, and I look at, like, even my car, you know how much I like getting new cars. But, I think, like, my first car, I had this Chevy Cavalier that I wrecked. 
after I wrecked that, my grandpa gave me a 1985 or eight, no, 1987 uh, Chrysler LeBaron. I think it was. It was like the same thing. As, no, it was like the Daytona, but the Chrysler version, whatever they called it. And it was awesome. Leather interior. Anyways, he sold me this car for 300 bucks, and that was my first, like, debt, right? Yeah. Like, I owed him money. And from there on, it was, like, downhill. So I think if I could have gone back, I think I'd go back to when I got that car, and I wish I had somebody, or I wish, because I can't imagine no one said anything. So I wish I would have been more open to understanding how valuable money was going to be as I got older. And that skipping, like, skipping, you know, the in immediate fun, right? That instant gratification. What you want now for what you yeah. want most. What I would have been way better off. Because, but then that scares me because I'm, then I'm like, do I still end up on the path that gets me to you and Trevor? Because my life, like, is empty, like... It's just I can't even imagine having a life without you and Trevor. As much as Trevor and I want to, like, strangle ourselves. Each other. As much as we occasionally want to struggle um, one another, you know. Do I occasionally think about putting you through a chipping uh, wood chipper? Yes. Me or Trevor or both? Me? Trevor. Both. (laughs) Both. Well, that's fair. I wanted to. I wanted to murder you this week, so that's okay. Yeah, and here's the deal. I may have even told my sisters that I was going to be single and famous by the time Christmas like rolled around. Oh shit! I was going to murder you. There's no. But here's the deal. That being said, and I, um, I just feel like that's there's nobody I want to have those battles with though than you. Like I don't want to argue with anyone else. Like just because like I just love your stupid face. Fair enough. This stuff's not hitting me nearly as bad. We'll see, though. Time will tell. We have another one. We have another Girl Uh, Scout cookies. Maybe we'll eat some more Girl Scout cookies. Never knows, Kim. Um, Yeah, so I think about that. I think probably when I was 16, I'd go back to that. I would have gotten the car. Two things. That car that my grandpa, I bought from my grandpa, which I don't know that I ever even paid him off fully. I actually sold that car to my cousin Roy. Because it had a broken motor mount, motor mount, which yeah. turns out, like I heard that grandpa was out of town, and I heard broken <laughs> motor mount, and I'm like, oh shit, that's gonna be super expensive to fix. So then I sell it to Roy for like two hundred bucks, right? I'm thinking whatever. He fixes it, ends up driving it for like two or three years, makes me so mad. Uh, and but grandpa was furious <laughs> at me. Now you you met grandpa, you you fell in love with grandpa, yes, but. Man, when that man got mad, <coughs> watch out. Pardon me. Hellfire and brimstone. That guy was a beast. Remember, the closer you get to the to the end, the harder it hits. I sound like an amateur. Yeah, amateur hour at the sorry cookie barn. Oof. Yeah, but when Grandpa got mad, oh my god. It was something else. It was something to behold. <coughs> so uh, uh, when he found out I sold it for 200 bucks over a $10 part that he already had in the garage, he's like, I could have fixed it in a few hours. I was, I was so mad. Now it just kind of started my downward spiral because then I wanted nicer cars. 
So I would like spend money I really didn't have or like, yeah. And so to me, that's where like, <laughs> now that's not all of it, but that's definitely where like in my mind, that's where I just kind of see my financial decision-making going downhill. And I would like, yeah. Well, again, then we're not on this path. And that's the hard thing about all this is, you know, I reflect on it is anything I would have done different would have probably not got me to you. Hell, it might not even got me to my favorite place in the world, not Utah. And so now I just got to find a way to get rich now. Is that is that Fair my enough. turn? Yeah, go for it. Is it still on? Or is it dead? Try it. Okay, here we go, everybody. Yeah, it's, uh, I could probably light it again. It's still lit a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was a good one. <sighs> yeah, what else you got for me, Tiger? Right. <clears throat> I don't know. That was just the first thing that popped into my no, head. No, I think so. that's a good question. Was it a dumb answer? No. No, not at all. I just... Money's so much more important than I ever thought it was going to be. Just not even like just debt, not having debt. I would never have debt. I would never have taken a single loan in my life out. That would be lovely. We would be in a much different place right now. Yeah. Uh, so talk about where you fall in your family, order-wise, kid-wise. So I'm the oldest of, oh, man, I'm going to get in so much trouble. All right. No, here's the deal. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. I'm the oldest of five. I ha- I have three half-brothers. I have a half-sister. And mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Uh, but it is what it is. Like, I'm just, I think facts are important. They are my siblings, right? We have a strained relationship across the board. I will take... Are you good for now? Or one more? I'll take one more. Okay. Little hit. I wasn't sure if I should relight it. Sorry. My bad. I Oh, sorry. So I'm the oldest um, that I have, and that was with my mom and my bio dad, um, whose name is was Donald Shockey. And he... I honestly didn't even know he was my dad for until I was uh, 16. When at the time my stepdad, who I didn't know was my stepdad, couldn't sign for my license. Um, and he was a real piece of shit. Uh, but he, my stepdad, and my. Them. Oh, no, yeah. Real they were, piece of shit. Um, yeah, no, I did not. I did not win the dad lottery by any means. On it, and even with a backup plan. <laughs> that being said, my mom <coughs> and my stepdad, Jr., had four kids. They had my uh, next oldest, Bobby, or Robert. And he is 40 now. Um, he He's probably, like, the one that we all have the least, con- like, contact with. He's kind of weird. And his, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's different. I mean, and he's very. Uh, very standoffish. Yeah. <coughs> And I don't know if that's him or his, you know, whoever he's partnering up with. But, yeah. uh, and then there's Mikey, who's the next oldest. And Mikey is a good dude. He's super sensitive. 
loves sports, loves golf, loves his softball leagues. That's kind of his thing. Mikey does roofing. He's phenomenal at it. Uh, hardworking dude. Um, he stays with my mom and helps her out quite a bit. Um, and then after Mikey is Billy. Billy's like the biker guy of the group. Um, motorcycles is his thing. Riding with a group of people is his deal. Billy is super loyal. Billy is also someone who is short fused. To me, he's um, sorry, Billy, but he's got little man syndrome. Like he just wants to fight everybody all the time. Um, and <laughs> it's hilarious because I just remember growing up, Billy getting like he would just want to start fights with my friends. Like we'd be coming home from school and one of my friends would piss him off. Like I remember this kid, Ron Clouser would always want like piss him off, right? And Billy would try to start fights with him. And Ron would kick his little ass. <laughs> and and then be Billy I wouldn't stop Billy. He'd just get back up and like come right back at you. And that attitude has not changed in so I'm forty two. Billy let's say is like thirty five ish. And it, he hasn't changed. Like I'm surprised I haven't seen Billy beat somebody up yet. <laughs> like for as much as as much as I mean I guess we're not around the family a ton, but I've been around long enough that I'm surprised I haven't seen some family drama. No, it's funny I laughed when you said that because I'm honestly, I can't believe it's been a long time since I've seen Billy getting that fisticuffs. Yeah. But like you said, we're not around him a lot. But I feel like it's bound to happen, especially like, I just feel like this family reunion could end up being just a (laughs) (laughs) clusterfuck. Clusterfuck of love. It'd be awesome, but it's going to be spectacular. Uh, so I'm actually, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, uh, was Heather. She's the youngest. Uh, I think she's like 32. I always say this wrong. She's older than 32, I think. All right. Well, she's something. Um, I could be wrong. And she's probably the one to have them like the, I don't know, trying to build bridges. I think, right. So that's why we moved here. Is I'm trying to build bridges and trying to uh, be a better big brother. I'm trying to uh, just be better in general at uh, how I deal with all this stuff. Because I'm not great at it. Um, You know, the way we came up was different. Way different than kids. Very different. Way different than most kids come up today and probably way different than most kids came up. Uh, even when I came up, but, uh, that's hilarious. Heather's 37, by the way. Oh, did you just ask her? No, I looked on her Facebook. Oh, but, uh, yeah, like I'm trying to build those relationships, but they're strained and especially being the oldest. Like, I feel like, I think that's another reason you and I have such different perspectives because we come from it from the opposite ends, right? Yeah. Like, I'm the oldest, you're the youngest. And for me, like, I look at my siblings, and I'm sure they look at me the same way, but, like, I look at them and I go, sometimes I get so mad cause I'm like, how did we all watch mom grow up or mom when deal with shit yeah. when we were growing up and see her struggles and see, you know, everything that went into that? And then I, I don't know better because sometimes i think we 
we we all kind of suck at it. Even me. Like I'm not unique in like I just uh, I think I'm the oldest, so I'm a little cocky. Like I think you know how I call you're, you're a lot cocky, honey. No, like well, you know, no. I'm, I was gonna say how I like always make fun of your uh, your brother Kenneth with the Royal Clayton. I'm sure my family probably sees me very similarly. Yeah, they do. And I know that. And, you know, that's why we're here, though. Like, I'm trying to, like, build those bridges. That's fair. Because I don't want that to be the perception. I want to be, like, I would love to have a situation where I could, like, reach out to my brother, Mikey, or Billy and say, hey, can you help me with some pipes? And then, Or, or they call me and say, hey, I need to move something. Can you drive it across country? Because I don't like doing long drives, but you know I do. Like you know what I'm saying I would yeah. love to I would love to have that kind of relationship. Uh but right now it's just not one and I blame a lot I think you know kind of going a little tangent here but I think a lot about Junior when I think about my relationship with my siblings cuz I think he he had the biggest negative impact on those relationships. And so I think when like you know I get in fights with like Bobby because Bobby will post a picture of Junior and I have this like instinct to just go at him. Yeah. And. Pick fights. Pick fights. And I can't help it. Like, it's like blacking out. Like, I just do it. It's like, oh, 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 asshole still alive or some comment like that. Right. And that makes me a real dick. But, like, it's hard for me to get over that because I feel like not only did he fuck my life up. Not only was a real piece of shit to me as well as he was to them. But he also destroyed those relationships. So, like, I think that is part of... Psh, there's another breakthrough. Oh, Right there, Kim. Oh, I got there. it. Here's another breakthrough. <clears throat> I just thought of that. I think Sorry. that's another reason why I have a hard time forgiving him. Or, like, being at peace with him. Is because I, like, when I look at the shitty relationships with my siblings, as much as I know that I have my own part in that... Yeah. I think he has the biggest part in the reason why my relationship is strained with all of them. That that could be. That very well could be. But it doesn't do him any harm for you to harbor those feelings. It does you harm. Oh, yeah. No, I think I 100% agree with you. Like, it is 100% on me that I have, you know, that, that I'm carrying this, that I'm allow- that I'm allowing this to keep going. And I want to change, and I want to get rid of it. But it's just hard because you look at one person, they destroy, like, the, really the most important relationships you have in your life are your siblings, right? Um, He really, like, destroyed those from the ground up. It's like he didn't... Part of me thinks, like, there was a uh, some, like, sub-level of him that didn't want us to connect, like, he had this great separation in his mind. Now I'm speaking for him. I could yeah. be completely wrong. No, no, yeah. Can you pull that mic just a little bit closer to you? There you Sorry. Go. Yeah, no. I just keep having to clear my throat yeah. when I do it Let me the mic. clear my throat. He turned that sexual. That wasn't a, that's a song. Let me Suddenly. clear my throat. You might be too young for that song. Apparently. I could play it for you. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Junior, uh, he robbed you of those relationships. Oh yeah, so 
drove a divide between you and your yeah. siblings. Like he just, I just think he saw us as separate. Like once Bobby was born, and now he had his own kids. Like it was, which is why I like have tried very hard. Like even with Kaylee not talking to me, which Kaylee, I hope someday you do decide to go. Hey, I wonder what my dad's like. Just so you know, reach out eight zero one seven zero seven seven five eight six. I'm here all the time. We can chat. Um, no, but like, I try very hard to like mentally put my thoughts of Kaylee and Trevor on the same level. Like, I don't see Trevor any different than I see Kaylee. Where I think I disagree with you on that. Oh, really? I do. All right, why? Uh, I think. Trevor bears the brunt of you trying to do better than you did the first time. And so you have been far stricter on him and less of like you've tried less to be a friend. I think I think you would take a friendship with Kaylee and you've never accepted that with Trevor. You've always wanted to be his parent, not his friend. And so I just I think there is a different connection I'm not saying you like love him less, but I think there's definitely a different connection for you guys. Uh, I'm not against having a, a friendship with Trevor, but I think you are right. I think there I did do some auto, and even early on, some over auto correction uh, because I didn't I didn't want to be in the same boat that I am with Kaylee, in the sense where she doesn't acknowledge that my existence. <laughs> Trevor doesn't either, and he lives in the same house. Yeah, sometimes he does. Uh, here's the like. I know he bought me something for Christmas today. The fact that he thought of something. Like like he was going to get it, whether I went with him or not. He just wanted me there for my approval and my advice. But, like, he already knew what he was getting you. Yeah, and it warms my soul. Like, that kid, as much as he ignores me, I also know, or even, like, when I've come home from the hospital, he's always there to help. Now, he might pretend, like, to grumble, but what I know, because I've seen it, when I'm, like, in bad shape, he's there. Yeah. And with Kaylee, I think, here's the reason why I would probably be more open to a friendship with Kaylee, is because right now, like... You'll take anything you can get. Yeah. Like, Kaylee, we don't really have a relationship. We don't have a relationship. Yeah. So, if, like, all you want to give me, Kaylee, is just friendship... Even the chance of friendship, I'll take that. Like, I don't need to be dad. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, here's the deal. At the end of the day, I am her father. Like, we share the same DNA. Nothing can change that. But if she doesn't want to refer to me as dad or call me dad, you know what I'm saying? Or tell her friends I'm her dad, I don't care. I just want to know, I just want to be in your life. I just want to know that you're healthy, that you're happy, and things are going good. All right. Let's see what else we've got for you. Let's do one more for today. Okay, so we went over your siblings. Name the childhood addresses you remember. Oh. This is good, because I know these mean a lot to you. They do, and they're all in one, like, not even one square block. I don't know where to start. Let's start. 979 Crestline. Yeah, that's got to be the main one, right? Yeah. So 979 Crestline Drive, that's the one we, we moved into that house when I was, I believe, seven. And that's kind of where, like, if you look at anyone, like, the <laughs> core people that are in my life today from my childhood, they all come from that address. Like, 
living in that address and I met them. Um, nine seven nine Crestline Drive. Uh, my mom and stepdad bought that house when I was seven, and I lived there till I was sixteen when mom and junior got divorced. Uh, and that's and again go back to the reasons I hate junior. So junior, I don't know how it all works, but how I my remember it, my perception of the situation was. <clears throat> Junior basically did some fucked up deal with this girl he ended up marrying to get the money to buy the house from underneath my mom when they got divorced. So essentially rendering uh, me and his four children homeless. Uh, And, you know, that house actually before that, it was chaotic. It was complete chaos. Like when I talk, when I think about my life as a child and I talk about this a lot in therapy, like. And I even remember thinking, you know, I've told you about how another address we'll talk about here in a minute was kind of my haven from the chaos. Safe space. Like 979 Crestline, to me, all I ever remember is chaos. Either Junior and my mom were always fighting, kids were going nuts. It was just nonstop. So... Like, it's home. Like, I have this place. Like, I want that house. I've told you this several times. Like, it's in a, sh- a dying neighborhood, <laughs> but I want that house. Um, and I, especially, it'd be cute. I think it was just us and the dogs, just you and me. Yeah. This nice little, this tiny little cozy place. Throw a big old fence in the backyard and just live out our days. Be nice to be close to your mom. Oh, yeah. I'd love to be close to my mom. Um, but to me, that's home. Like, there is this, it had like a little tiny, you walk into the house. I remember this. You walk into the house. There's the living room, like your main living area, which now like is probably like the size of the room we're in now, but it seems so much bigger. Huh. Uh, to the right was Mom and Junior's room, which was honestly tiny, tiny room. I'm talking uh, that room is probably like Trevor's room at your mom's house. Big. That's that's small. Yeah. I'd say eight by eight, maybe. Yeah, it was tiny. It was a tiny room. Uh, and then upstairs, you walked up the stairs, and there was basically two rooms, a front room and a back room, and all the kids were up there. Um, and it was just constant chaos. We were always fighting, you know, getting stupid, being stupid. Just always so a, same as yeah, now. Hasn't changed. Yeah. 40 years, we're still rocking strong. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, our, that house, like, is, like, I think about uh, – hanging outside in the summer and having the Praters come over in the backyard, having a bonfire and uh, Bobby Kerber, a fan, longtime family friend comes over and he's singing and the Prater boys are playing their banjos and we're all just shooting the shit and playing volleyball on the side yard or soccer, whatever the fuck the kids were doing. Uh, it was just like awesome. Like those days were the best. I loved them. Uh, you know, or like things like, my love for wrestling started there. You know, like I remember like WrestleMania being a big deal. We'd have people coming to the house. It was a huge party. Like that's so the hillbilly in me is like deep. Uh, and then, you know, I go from there and okay. So we got, like I said, we kind of got booted out of there by junior. Uh, and so we move in. Grandma and grandpa take us in. They live literally three houses down. Yeah. And that one kills me because. What uh, was the address? Uh, 942 Crestline Drive. Okay. Uh, and it's literally three houses down from grandma's, 
I mean, from our house. When when we moved in there, um, there was just grandma had cancer, so she was in a basically in a, a a hospital bed in the living room, and that was the worst watching her deteriorate. Yeah. And this is one of those times I think about siblings like Heather. Like she stepped. Like Heather took such good care of Grandma. Like it was a, a priority for her. Uh, something that's like a strength for her to this day. When she got, when you know when when it kicks in. Um, but yeah, so we moved in there. Um, Grandpa had given my mom his room, him and Grandma's room, and then Grandpa stayed across the hall in like what was his office for years, like. Years and years and years. I still remember walking in there. Grandpa had like a bed uh, in his little office, but then he had his desk and he would always like have stacks of change, like just stacks of change. And he'd roll it up, you know, as he went. And there was always change on Grandpa's desk. Uh, And it always had a lock on that door. Uh, And then, so we all moved in there. And that house, that hall sucks to me sometimes because for me, that was my chaos haven. I would go down there like, my siblings and any of my cousins will tell you that I was spoiled. And I would love to argue, but I can't. I went out of my way when we lived at 979. I lived out of my way to get out of that house. I went out of my way to get out every day as, for as long as I could. And so it was either before Butler's, it was just randomly walking around the neighborhood or hanging out with Grandma. Grandma was my best buddy. Um, basically another mom to me. I, you know, there was times where they would, uh, her and grandpa would pick me up to go to camping and I swore they didn't tell mom. Mom says she knew, but I, I, I still don't know that I believe that all the way. Anyways. Uh, so when we all moved in there, that all changed. So instead of getting like being my little safe haven getaway, now all the fucking chaos just got worse and it was there on top of dealing with watching grandma, which would be her eventually like watching her die. I mean, she ended up passing yeah. up. And so I. Did she pass in that house or in the care no, center? She went to. I knew. Here's the deal. I came home one day and she was going to hospice. They were putting her in the center to hospice. And I knew. It's so funny. Talk about things like where you just knew in the moment. Like whether, you know, that person was going to have an effect on you, like falling in love, right? Um, I knew the second she left, I was never going to see my grandma again. Like. It was so weird, but I just kind of had this like definitive. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it was later that day or maybe a couple of days later she passed. And I remember that clear as day, nine, seven, nine. I was sleeping on a chair in the living room because there was my grandma's chair, my grandpa's chair. And then when my grandma's hospital bed was, I was sleeping on this chair and grandpa came down and he's just like, she's gone. And it was just like, silence i didn't even know how to feel i think it's you know we both know i don't do well funerals i don't think i even understood like how i was supposed to feel or what i was supposed to feel but it just was like it was like silence all around me but but also it wasn't because it was crazy like you know yeah people were coming we had my aunts and uncles come in with donuts and we all were like talking about okay what do we got to do and then i just remember probably my saddest moment memory from that house is Grandpa went down to his garage. That was Grandpa's thing. Grandpa had his garage. That's where he went every day. Spent the whole day down there. Then he would come home. And either they'd go eat dinner or Grandma would have made dinner. But uh, 
I just have this vivid memory of standing in the kitchen, not in the kitchen, I'm sorry, in the dining room, looking out the sliding glass doors and seeing Grandpa on his uh, rolling chair for working, car working. Yeah. Just like looking into space. And it was the saddest memory I have from that house by far. Was your grandma the first person you'd ever lost? Was she your ever like your first ever like major close loss? That I can remember, yeah. So I would say yes. Uh and it like Yeah, like I didn't even want to go back didn't go back in the house. I didn't wanna I went to PA. Boop. I mean I went to Florida after that. Um, and then I remember going back after I come back from Florida for my first visit, and it took me a minute to go in the house. Like it just didn't feel right because Grandma was gone, and like everything that made that house special kind of left with Grandma because she was just a sassy redhead that was just awesome. Uh, another address I'll throw out there real quick, and then I'll, I know we're kind of going long, but I just want I want to make sure I give a good answer. Trevor actually wants to hang out with us for a change too. Sweet. So we'll finish this up and then we'll go. Hang out with Trevor. Okay. Kaylee, you're welcome to come anytime. Just text me. I'll give you the address. I hope you like dogs. Hope you like dogs. And we got a room for you. Um, unless Grandma Die comes, we got a sweet air bed for you. <laughs> um, no, 937. Nine, is it 937? I always mess this one. It's either 937 or 932, 932 Crestline Drive. The Butlers. The Butlers. Uh, where my life would forever change and butler if you're listening to this and the story isn't accurate let me know because i'm just i'm telling you how i remember it for me it was third grade when butler started and i don't think it was at the very beginning of the year but i remember butler coming down to the bus stop one day and this kid is this like skinny kid with like curly wrangly hair and just i almost think he had a green like sweater on like it's weird that i remember how clearly like but I had made a decision in that moment because I didn't have. Well, turns out it was always more infamous in school than popular. Yeah. Uh, so I had made this subconscious decision at that moment that Butler was going to be my friend. Now his name is John Butler. I should say that, right? Yeah. I call him Butler. I have <clears throat> for going probably over thirty years, so it's not going to change ever. Um. But. So I meet him, and forever my life has changed because him and I, through however, it's funny because when we were first hanging out, like our teachers told John's mom, told Butler's mom, not to let him hang out with me because I was a bad influence, (laughs) which was not a bad. Probably the truth. Yeah, it was not bad information. (laughs) But Rose, being the sweet woman that she is, um and kind of that other mother figure in my life like i've been very fortunate to have three very strong mother figures in my life um but rose was like fuck that i'm gonna let him hang out and butler and i ended up really balancing each other out because i don't have a filter i don't think before i say shit and i'm kind of crazy a little bit nuts where butler is like got his head together he's got like a clear path where he wants to go in life he's following that path he's you know thanks to me he's got an awesome wife (laughs) 
Man, two amazing kids. Well, I guess, okay, they did all that work. They're all thanks to you. Well, I mean, yeah, they are, because had I not made it work. I guess that's fair. With him and Dessa, then those kids don't even ever exist. I'm pretty much the reason they exist in this world. No? I'm going to go with it. Go for it. But, no. Um, So, anyways, at first I wasn't even allowed in their house. So, we always had to hang out outside. Now, when I met Butler, it was kind of like fall to winter. So think about that. Like, we're outside in the winter. I'm talking like, you know, you've been Ohio. Like, you see, like, how cold it is here. Yeah. And then you got, like, a foot of snow. We're outside in snow boots just playing Game Boy because <laughs> we can't go in. And that was our friendship, and it started like that. It just kind of grew. And then, like, he just stopped being my friend and became, started becoming my brother. Like, I have a much closer. Like, for me, like, I don't. Here's the thing is I don't introduce John as my best friend. Yeah. Now, I would introduce any of my siblings as my half, my half brother, so and so, or my half sister. When I introduce or talk about Butler, this is my brother John, or my brother said this. He's to me like we've at some point he, in my heart, it changed where he wasn't you know because he kind of honestly I think part of it, a lot of it is because he kind of became this. Um, new haven for my chaos. Yeah, I'd hang out at the ball. I mean, it wasn't just hanging out. I'm talking. I basically lived there. We would wait till like twelve o'clock at night to ask Rose if I could spend the night. Huh. Right. I mean, it was or like when they moved. So they moved uh over to Eber Avenue, seventy four Eber Avenue. Um, and I went with them and tack or and I would. I literally might as well have been living there, even though all my clothes weren't there. I might as well, they might as well have been because I spent every night there. And then I would ride with Butler and his dad and his dad's tow truck and his little sister, Angie. He would drive us across town to, to school. <laughs> and that's just, that was, you know, those are like, uh, that's a great question, by the way. See, I'm glad that's like stuff. I'm glad it's in there. Cause I don't know that something like that's in that other book. Yeah. But that being said, like, the other book focuses a lot on genealogy, and you don't know a lot of that. Yeah, so I kind of like this better. Um, yeah, but that was fun, and those are my addresses. Do you have fun with this? Yes, I did. So something you, I'm excited to do it again for okay. sure. Uh, yeah. So we will, like I said, moving forward, these will be a little shorter, um, and we'll have the questions ahead of time. I did think about that before, but. I just wanted to jump in and see what it was like this time. Gotcha. So, all right. Until next time, I'm Matt, and I'm with my beautiful wife. Kim. And we will talk to you next time on the next episode of Before I Go. Bye, guys.